0: I the future. I the future.
3: From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a big Monday live. So we'll say draft week here in town and on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Well... I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give A.J. a chance. You know, sometimes they say someone dies and they say, man, I never got a chance to tell him thank you. Or I never got a chance to tell him how blah, 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 whatever. It happens, right? Or maybe not even someone dies. Someone leaves unexpectedly. They, they transfer out of like radio school in Tennessee and they go somewhere else. You think, where's Steve? And it's like he's gone. I didn't get a chance to tell him I loved him. You ever have that experience, AJ? Never once. Wow, well, if you don't love people, it's kind of hard. But, yes. but here's the thing: I'm gonna give you we we made a prediction that you were adamantly, or I guess we as being very generous. I made a prediction, and you were just so adamantly against it. It was like you're saying, What? What are you talking about? It makes no sense. And I could sit here and talk about how great the prediction was. I figured I'd let you do that because then you can never say you never had a chance to really say it. So why don't you lay why don't you lay out the story? I
2: love that this is like you find a way to say I told you so, but make me say you told me so. But but you didn't agree with me. Did you? I did not agree with you. Okay,
3: so I'm giving you a chance to spin this however you want. I'm
2: not going to spin it. Yeah, right, you ahead. said if the Nets were down three nothing,
3: because the talk was game four is the quote unquote. Targeted. Targeted
2: return. The big return for Ben Simmons. And you said, if they're down 3-0, he's not coming back. And I said why the hell not i mean he, he throw a hail mary see if he can do something give you a chance
3: and, and i said it I, I think it's fair to say almost like it was like thinking oh it's been raining for 3 days straight they're going to cancel that baseball game it's like I, imagine glancing outside and there's a monsoon and you go yeah they're not playing today it was like that it was almost like that assured it's like can't i mean who could not see this and well listen i'm the, let's be honest no one else said it that I heard, but to me it was so obvious, and it's funny, when I, I got the alert, and I looked at it, and I just kind of nodded. It was like, oh, yep, game's canceled. You know, Kind of like the monsoon's happening. How did you feel? Were you mad when you saw it? No, I don't care. As you know, I'm,
2: I'm glad to see the Nets losing, so I, I just figured, oh, that means they're just giving up is the way I looked at it, but again, I did say, oh, RJ was right on that one.
3: Their favorite tonight, though, They are, but money pushing in on the Celtics. Yeah, but still, they're favored. And I think that, to me, is the Vegas lead here, which is... And we'll make this a broader one. This is one in which I think that the media, the commentators, the analysts are getting it wrong like three different... They're wrong like four different times, so it's almost like they're right. Like Imagine if I'm saying odd or even... And let's say it's even. But I'm thinking, OK, I'm going to make mistake one, so I'm going to think it's odd. I'm going to make a mistake two, so I think it's even. Mistake three, mistake four, I'm back to even. So it seems like I'm right, but I made four mistakes. right? And I think mistake number one is to not credit the Boston Celtics. And people are giving them kind of a begrudging, you know, yeah, Celtics playing pretty good. The defense, blah, blah, blah. This is a story, Boston versus Brooklyn, of old school versus new school. You know, what is new school? New school is the players pick the coach. Now, I will say this I think Nash is a heck of a coach. I think Nash is going to be an elite coach. I don't think Nash is the problem. I think on this team, the ability to navigate Brooklyn's egos and the uh, snowflakiness, I'm not sure that's an exact phrase, of a Ben Simmons type, it, Nash is as good as anyone. And we can act like, oh, no, its it, they're so thin, head coach and all this. Well, where did the Boston coach coach last year? He was with Brooklyn. He was with Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, so the idea that it's like you hear people saying, well, you know, and as I like to say... <laughs> <laughs> e-doka is that a good ooka Ooh like, doka Ooh. Like, like ooh, like someone smiles yeah i don't like that i mean he i don't think it shows enough respect i think people change names all the i hear names pronounced three different ways i don't think he's gonna change his okay i'm not saying he should change it all oo right. e-doka is that it <laughs> that's it or e-doka i don't think you have to emphasize the ooh as but much but i like to do that for a fact i know you do show my pipes <clears throat> so <laughs> we're straight out of vegas The reality is he was learning under Nash last year. Now, was he teaching Nash things? Probably, because when you have a guy that's a bench coach type who really understands the X's and O's, he's probably learning – uh, or would have learned a lot of the softer, broader things that a Nash is good at. And will Nash need to get better on the X's and O's? Maybe. Maybe get the right coach underneath him. Usually a single coach can't do it all anymore, especially, I mean, think of Popovich if he was 30 today. I don't think he'd do too well. People don't, I mean, you look at it. Oh, I forget his name, Mackenzie. The guy that used to be Brooklyn's coach. That is, uh, Kay Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah. He's considered to be a great bench coach, a great X's and O's guy. But he's he's not touchy-feely with the players. So, to me, Nash has qualities that you need today. I think for this Brooklyn team, if you're blaming Nash, you're making a mistake. Let's set that aside now. Okay. Boston at the new year, what it was talking about, do we have to break up? This team, you know, is Brown going to be able to step up? Is Tatum going to be able to step up? This has been a great turnaround, an amazing turnaround. And if you look at the time, it just happens to be January 30th is kind of the demarcator. If you want to really demarcate it and say this team is like 14 points a game better than their opponents since that day. And like the next best team is like eight and a half points. I mean, we're talking about February, March. We're moving in three months of domination from Boston. Thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, certainly the best team in the second half of the season. Uh, Jason Tatum has gone from really good player to bona fide superstar. It seems like everything has gelled for this Boston team. So you're right. If anyone's saying that this is a Nets collapse and not giving the Celtics their, their
3: respect, then they are wrong. Agreed, and I also think that we—it's a little too hands-offish to say, "Oh, they've gelled. It's been a design. It's been an engineered result, and this team from you know Stevens' credit in the front off, however you want to divvy up the credit, it's been when you hear guys like Bill Simmons who follows the Celtics very closely. When he hears things like he was uh, – the coach was killing the players after a, a certain performance, and it's like, I can't believe that they're going to respond to this. It was like so hardcore, so like take responsibility. We've got to play better. We've got to play better defense, et cetera. That, that, that a guy like Bill Simmons, you would say, old school in a way, is saying, oh, man, I thought – I'm thinking way too much. What's this guy doing? Is he going to last the year? And now – I'd have to say if if I could have stock in any coach for the next 10 years and saying every win I get hundred bucks or however you want to say, like I'm connected to their success. Well, ooh or e Doka would be <laughs> my guy. And my question is, who else would you? I mean, who who else would you even take? This is the this is an up-and-comer, or if he's already arrived young, so much optimism with the, the approach here. Of the Celtics, which is so different from the typical NBA approach.
2: Yeah, and I think that what what you're talking about with Udoka, the fact that this guy was a first-time head coach, starting with a new team that had a coach that was very highly regarded before him. And we like, I guess we don't expect them to get better as the year goes on. Of course, they're going to get better as the year goes on. This was this guy's first coaching job, first head coaching job. Obviously, he was going to put his fingerprints on it. And obviously, the fingerprints that he put on it are are working. I I think you're right. I can't think of another young head coach who I'd rather have going forward than him.
3: And who is flying in the face of convention. If, If I would have said, hey, if you were the owner of an NBA team, and you were being advised on who to hire as your next coach. And if the advisor said, AJ, you want a tough nose guy, gritty. You want a guy that's going to make the players be held in account. And if they, they want to be coddled, they're not going to be coddled. They're going to hate it. Would you say, sign me up for that? And you might like that in your own spirit, but did that seem like the direction of the league? No. And I think him
2: having the support of the guys who say played the guy's name, Ime Udoka.
3: Don't say him
2: having the support Udoka. of Udoka, <laughs> of of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, the guys who played for him for Team USA basketball. For them to say, "Hey, this is the guy we want." You, when that's the case, when a guy starts, he's already on, he's starting off on the right foot. Now you add in he can actually coach and he's not just buddies with the players. This is a mm. this is a good possibility right here.
3: I think the prior relationship probably gave him a little leeway. But if you said a guy's going to come in with a good prior relationship, but then be a uh, uh, you know what would he call it? I'm not sure if I'm allowed saying ball breaker. So the hard th- ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. We don't curse on here. I was talking I was talking about a, ah, a donkey. No, no, no. We are PG. <laughs> not even PG-13. Well, unless gambling's PG-13, which I don't think it should be. Teach the kids with Yahtzee or something is my advice. We're straight. I, hey, they're, they're going to learn at some point. Yeah. If you say good relationship before, but he's going to be tough, I don't think that works. I don't think the good... Maybe it gave him a little leeway. Well, let me ask you this. Which other coach in the NBA would you say toughness and, and being hard on the players and account making the players be accountable which other player meet that which other coach would you put in that category Greg Popovich okay and he's on his way out for yep. a reason i mean part of it he's older but he's one of those guys when you've won 5 titles and if if you've done it, you
2: you're allowed to be have that level of toughness. it's It's kind of like what I talked about in the NFL with when these Belichick disciples try to be Bill Belichick. You can't do it because you don't have the skins on the wall. So that, Greg Popovich right. has skins on the wall,
3: yes, as my, he's the Belichick of the NBA. Now, Mackenzie's handing me a list or putting up on the screen a list of the young coaches perceived, to be, or at least coaches that were perceived to be elite at a young age. Some of these might be a little older now, but Nick Nurse, I agree. Uh, Monty Williams. Well, you know, we'll see on that one. I mean, I think there's a lot of optimism there. It's it's unfulfilled potential. Ty Lue, a guy who originally it was perceived to be like LeBron's buddy, mm-hmm. who's become you know you actually hear the Bill Belichick of basketball. Now that seems absurd, <laughs> but a guy who is 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 uh, very creative on the X's and O's and the lineups, which, again, is a big part of the postseason in the NBA. you got Quinn Snyder. I would say Quinn Snyder's been a disappointment. I know he's out the door probably in Utah is the word, and that maybe the Lakers want him. Uh, make the case, McKenzie, Quinn Snyder is like an elite coach. I mean, I can't put him in with Nick Nurse and Greg Popovich and people that so have So why is he on this list? Take him
2: off. Well, oh, okay. he's also he's like <laughs> mid 50s. Quinn Snyder's not as young as he looks.
3: Well, then that means he might never win anything then because it doesn't he's, it doesn't seem like he's going to win it with Utah. And again, I'm not blaming him. I don't know what's going on in Utah. I think there's a reason why Quinn
2: Snyder keeps bouncing around jobs, getting sent to the G League and to the Russian leagues. I think I, I, I think he doesn't belong on that list.
3: It reminds me of Hogan's Heroes. They, when they really got in trouble, they would keep, be sent to the Russian front. <laughs> and then we got Spolstra from Miami, who, remember, obviously when he was young, and I think in hindsight – you know how they say, like Mike Tomlin, you got to really respect his coaching. In hindsight, that Antonio Brown was there, and we didn't hear much from him till the end, and it wasn't a much, as much drama and Big Ben. And let's be honest, some difficult people to coach. Well, you think back to LeBron now with the Big Three, and to think Spolstra, who had Riley sitting above him, looming in a way, the job he's done. Outstanding, and by everyone who's inside the NBA, they all say his X's and O's posture is unbelievable. I would make the case that Nurse is kind of a little hard nosed. I would say among compared to the NBA in general, this list is harder nosed. So maybe that's a sign of success, is something that's going to lead to success, but not to some great degree. I think that what we're looking at is Boston doing things differently. And their center, Williams, with his return, and if you look at... What was that stat in Pro Basketball Reference? Windshare? Yeah, windshare. All right, so they have a windshare stat, and Williams was the number 1 guy on Boston this year. The most valuable guy that contributed the most wins. Which is wild
2: when you consider what Tatum became this season.
3: Yeah, I agree. So, in a way, even though Time Lord, as he's called, isn't considered to be an elite player by the average fan, he means a ton to the Celtics. The fact they played D this well without him, very impressive. Very impressive. And right now, if you look at the favorites to win the title, Golden State is the favorite, a little less than 3-1. to and Boston a little less than four to one. The Suns five to one. Brooklyn Nets eighty to one. I like Brooklyn. If you like them at all, to win this series more than I would to win the title. And the reason being, if they did win this series, it would take such a Herculean effort. It's going to be hard to win three more series after it. I think you know if you have obviously it would go seven with this one. Now we've got a lot of history. If we look at this upcoming game. And then we can talk about Brooklyn for a minute. Upcoming game tonight is Brooklyn is actually still favored. So, Mackenzie, we got a history that says if a team's down 0-3 since 2003, last 20 years or so, they have only covered 42% of the time. Teams tend to give up. And what we saw was, what's the difference between Game 3 and Game 4 in this series? Well, they felt competitive still in Game 3. It feels like the series... Is over in game four, and the line has moved accordingly. Brooklyn was favored by four points in game three, even though they were down 02, and now they're only favored by one and a half. There's no change really, except motivation. This shows you the market believes teams down 03 don't play as hard as teams down 02.
2: Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you thought that the, the line move had anything to do with the announcement that Ben Simmons wasn't gonna play. Like, was there a perception that he was gonna play? <laughs>
3: You're kidding, right? Uh, no. Do you think, you think Bill Simmons would add to—I'm uh, sorry, Ben Simmons—would add to—I uh, think he was a big question mark. I think he could have been a negative. He could have been a positive. I think if you're losing— you probably want to roll the dice, right? Right. It's almost like, hey, if this isn't more of the same, isn't the answer? But no, I would. I would very much say no, um, Mackenzie. How many times in these games, which is 03, and uh, we actually have? Let me think about this. Seventy-eight. It looks like. Oh no, seventy-seven of those games. How many of them is the t- team down favored? Brooklyn will be the only the twelfth team
2: out of the last seventy-eight teams in this spot to be favored. Those teams are only four and seven ATS.
3: Yeah, so they're even worse ATS, is what you're saying, by a smidge, because that's worse than 42%, right? So, the, huh, that's interesting. So, to whatever degree we want to say, hey, this team's getting beat badly. Brooklyn is in that top tier of teams that still are being shown respect, even though they're down 0 3 because at home they're still favored.
2: You were you kind of interrupted yourself on saying it, like you if you like them to win this series, even like. Throwing out winning the title, but do you, do you think there's still a shot that they come back and win this series, or no. is it just a matter of win?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a sh- it's always greater than zero, but but I very much don't think so, just because I think that you hear it in their voice, they're 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 done with it, and I mean, obviously, obviously, um... oh, that's interesting. So three out of seven is forty two point eight percent, and. It says that they're 42% when it's 32 out of 42, or 32 and 42. So let's see here. It's 42.8. I want to get this right. And now I'm going to say, all right, 74, 32 divided by 74. All right. That's 43. Oh, that's interesting. So it's 43%. Huh. Okay. So it is worse. Though, Mackenzie, that was interesting. Okay. Mackenzie, how did you get forty did did you just miscalculate? Or did you, you you're supposed to throw the three pushes out?
2: Yeah, I got forty two point seven percent and tried to make a bigger story. I, I rounded it down to forty two
3: percent. No, 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 no. The truth is always profound. But then here's what's interesting. You knew you had a slightly rounded down number. So when I say three out of seven is less and you give dead silence, what was that about? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to actually calculate like, what, why he's doing things. It's just like. I don't know how you like,
2: do this on the fly either. It's like,
3: why is, the dog, why is the dog eating the garbage? It's like, I don't know. I mean, you know, it isn't because we had Chinese yesterday. All right, let's do this. Let's take our first break. We'll make sure all the numbers. Well, we're, you know, we were off by three tenths of a point. But it does show you one. And I think the story as it's laid out is correct. Boston gets a ton of respect. They should. This is old school versus new school. Old school is winning this one. I'm going to make the case when we come back that Brooklyn, probably if we could replay the last two seasons, if we went back to 2021 and we were in a simulation and somehow we played it again, I think Brooklyn has the most talent and probably should be favored to win. If you say over under most titles in 21 and 22 It looks like it's going to be zero for Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn was probably rightfully supposed to have the most titles. And I don't think anything we've seen on the court speaks against that. And it's very important for us to not take the wrong lesson from this. It isn't, oh, Brooklyn messed up. It's Brooklyn off the court messed up. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast,
1: Inside the Parker
3: this is Uncanny USA.
1: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
3: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.